0: Welcome to how to make an artificial intelligence at least as intelligent as a 10-year-old human. Okay, I'm not actually going to tell you the specifics of how to do it, because, well, that would take, you know, a year probably. And I certainly don't have the, the experience, nor the inclination, nor the interest, uh, nor even the ability probably to go into detail. On this, but I am going to give you an overall architecture or um, structure uh, in the, the coming from the psychological elements of uh, consciousness and thought and intellect. Now we call this artificial intelligence um, because we're including this idea of int- intelligence, intellect, in this as opposed to something that is a mere uh, copying machine, a mere um, calculating machine. Um, because uh, we, we instinctively understand as intellectual beings that uh, there is a difference between what we do and what a simple calculating, copying, put something in and it outputs the same result every single time. Essentially, you know, mm-hmm. give or take, entropy and and mistakes and that sort of thing. Um, so we understand that there is this difference um, between the kinds of machines that we've been making, the, uh, the artificial thinking things that we've been making, and what we presume we're going to try to make in the future that will be more useful to us, hopefully. So um, I'm going to break down what each level there are going to be... Um, six levels that I'm going to say uh, are basic to a, an intellectual being, but to make an artificial intelligence that is useful to us, we don't need to do all of these levels um, in the same way that a 10-year-old is actually quite useful to have around. Um, so as long as we make an artificial intelligence that's at least as intelligent as a ten-year-old, and, and t- I'm using ten-year-old just because it's sort of an average number, um, the actual age of humans that I'm talking about is 8.25 years to 11. Uh, sorry, 8.25 years to 14.25 years. So eight and a quarter years to 14 and a quarter years. So um, 10 years is in the middle of that, which is why I picked 10. Plus, it's a nice number. So, um, to get there, we need four stages. Um, I'm going to tell you about all six, and and, then another one too, but um, just for intelligence, um, we need a mediocre amount of intelligence for our artificial intelligence. Um, We don't need extreme intelligence to start with. We'll hopefully eventually get there, but, you know, we don't need to start with that. So, let's start simple. Okay. Um, Now, before we get to the intellect, we need to get to the, um, the super basic stuff, which uh, in humans I call emotional. In, in us animals, this is what we call the emotional intelligence um, as opposed to the objective logical intelligence. So to have emotional intelligence, um, a, a, an artificial intelligence computer, whatever we have robot, is going to need to um, be self-aware in a very minimal sense. Um, and by this, I don't mean, can it look in the mirror and see a dot on its forehead and say, Ooh, there's a dot on my forehead. Um, that's, that's, that's actually a further level of self-awareness, which, um, it's actually third person awareness because it's, it's aware of the past self as a well, as well as the present self, as well as the mirror self and connecting them all into one thing. Um, so what I mean by self-awareness is a, a literal sense that one, that the individual self is separate um, in some way than another individual external entity. Um, so this doesn't have to have anything to do with actions. This can only be awareness, internal awareness. Um, And the very first level of this is the level that um, a nine-month-old, healthy nine-month-old human achieves, which is this this differentiation between themselves and the external world. Before that, um, as far as the brain goes, it seems that there is no differentiation. The internal world and the external world are the same thing. Um, So the the infant's feelings um, are what it experiences universally. It, it doesn't understand that there's a separation, that, that their mother can feel something differently or be in a different state than itself. But at nine months old, right around nine months old, it seems that it has the ability the, to differentiate between the external world, the mother, the father, the cat, the dog, the tree, whatever, is, is not itself. That it is separate from itself and that it can... T- for example, Peekaboo it can disappear and then reappear, um, and it and it understands this in an internalized way. Of course, it can't act on it yet. You know, a nine-month-old isn't in control of its own actions very much, but it certainly is aware from nine months to two and a quarter years old, um, which I believe is fifty-four months. Fifty four months. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, Twenty seven months <laughs> makes more sense. Um, so nine months to 27 months is the time period where the, the, the individual learns how to um, understand what other individuals are doing and how that affects them um, and how different individuals external to themselves, you know, are doing things and what they're doing, and how that affects their own internal state. So this is what I call the the who stage. These two um, emotional levels, emotional intelligence, um, are the who stages, and the what stages. So who is this individual? What are they doing, and how is it affecting me? It's the first level. That's that's level one zero. Um, these are in binary um, counting. So uh, that's you can call it ten, but you can also call it <laughs> two, depending on how you're doing it. I usually just actually say the, the the digits, so one and zero, to make it very clear that this is this is binary counting. So, um, so a one zero, uh, we have to program an artificial intelligence to be able to understand that the stuff that's coming, that stuff that it's sensing is external to it and not really connected to it. I mean, it affects it, but it's not directly connected to it. So, um, so what an individual is doing to it, what the you know it senses that something is doing, is um, can be changed, can be variable, and um, the past and the future can be different. This is also an, another second-person sort of awareness Um, so the first thing we need to do is program it to observe basically observe its surroundings and observe the individual different things that can happen and how they affect it um, based on what it needs Um, so for example in a self-driving car the self-driving car wants to keep running Um, it wants to move forward for example, that's its that's its goal, and its um, sort of basic need is for it to be able to um, get information from the external world, so that it can say, "Okay, the external world is doing this right now, and how is that affecting me?" Um, so it's basically sensory information, but sensory information uh, in a way that it's aware of uh, the external. Stuff is affecting it. Okay, the second one. I know this is not totally clear. Um, and I apologize for that because it's so hard to explain this. Um, but I'll do my best. Um, oh, and in that stage, uh, what I say is that it's, um, it's learning theory of mind. And it's asking, what do you want to do? What does the external world, whatever it is out there, want to do? And how does how is that affecting me? Um, and then the next stage of this emotional intelligence uh, is one one stage one one, and that is in humans it's two point two five years to four point five years, so two and a quarter to four and a half years old human being. Um, we have this; they're both output stages. So we have the the individual self's output as well as the external environment's output and how those things combine to make something useful so in the sense of a self-driving car that's oh okay let's go you know we can actually go there's there's you know the the external world is giving me a sensory information that's saying that um that it's it's got an open space for me to move into there's a space in front of me a forward motion that uh that seems to collaborate with my desire to go forward uh therefore let's go (laughs) um and the question that that uh things ask at this stage is what can we do together how can we collaborate um to do fun stuff to do stuff that's you know that i'm motivated to do um it's rewarding works with my goals however you want to phrase it okay so those are the emotionals the who and the what um you know Who's out there and what's it doing? How is it affecting me? Um, okay, now here comes the, the truly what we call intelligence, uh, normal intelligence, which we can also call objective or logical intelligence, practical intelligence, whatever you want to call it. But this is our, our normal sense of intelligence. Um, and this happens, uh, this is level 100. And this happens uh, starting at age 4.5 years to going up to 8.25 years. So this is like preschool up into um, up into whatever that is, second grade, third grade, something like that. Um, and this is this is the cause and effect stage, and this begins the how and the why states of being and this is where we really start to be effective as intelligent beings we're not just emotionally aware we're not just able to collaborate with others but we're actually assessing we're testing this we're observing these collaborations uh, both externally and internally and we're deciding how those are useful as opposed to not useful and this is what we really want our our um, Super intelligence, to, super intelligence is super intelligences to be. Um, so this isn't just self-aware and having a goal that one can collaborate with one's environment, but this is actually a complex, uh, g- multiple goals meeting together and seeing how well they fit together and how they can be accomplished in an effective way. So at stage one zero zero, which again in humans is four point five years to eight point two five years, is where you learning external cause and effect and you're asking what happens when x does y to z and we have x as being some third objective third person individual um and y is their action their output and z is some individual environment uh close to us that we're we we're, we're connected to, um, especially seeing as in an emotional level of intelligence, it's somebody we already know, we're familiar with, we've done work with, we understand their objectives. something about that. Um, so we're asking, you know what happens when uh, a third individual um, does something to a second individual? So third person effect on the second person. Um, it also asks, uh, how is the third person helping the second person? Or how how are they helping you? Third person is they and second person is you. Um, or how can a third person help you? Um, and again, I should say uh, when I use the, the, the person here, first person, second person, third person, um, Other than first person, which is always the self, Um, second and third and and so on, can be the self in a past or future state. Um, So for me right now, I'm first person. And if I was thinking about myself as a child, that would be second person. Um, So second person can either be um, a change in individual over time or change in individual Over space. So it can be someone next to me, or it can be someone technically next to me in time, which is myself at another time. Um, So, this first level of intellectual ability, we need to make sure that, for example, the self driving car um, has the ability to observe what two other individuals on the road are, two other agents, whether that's um, two other cars or a pedestrian and another car or a traffic light and a pedestrian or a bicyclist and the wind, you know, any other sort of individual force agent, something that can affect change that, that sort of acts somewhat independently. I mean, everything is, of course, interdependent on the whole sense, but... You know we can we can see objectives that are that are individualized and, and somewhat unique and independent um, so it needs to have the ability to observe multiple other agents you know entities doing stuff um and that includes itself in the past and the future, of course um, so we need it to to be able to observe what's happening basically. How are cause and effect external to the self? You know, independent of my own goals, what are these other goals doing? You know, how is something affecting something else? Um, now, at a level uh, 101, this is in humans, it's uh, 8.25 years to 14.25 years. Now, here's the magic level stage of real usefulness uh, for an a, agent that we design in artificial intelligence. This is the level that we're really going to aim for, um, for something to be truly helpful to us as a society. Um, and now this is the level where it's not just asking why, how, why, you know, or how, how is something being affected or why does this, why does something happen? It's asking, um, why and how i can affect change now this is why this is so useful because it's not just observing the cause and effect that's going on it's contributing to the cause and effect it's testing this out it's copying what it has seen and this is crucial this is crucial for the reason why level the previous level 100 is so important because it's going to at this next level up it's going to copy the causal agents of the previous observation. So it's going to have seen, it's going to have recorded all these different um, interactions, causes and effects, where um, a, a third person affects a second person individual. And it's going to say, well, if I want this second, this outcome, if I want this outcome, I'm going to copy what this third individual did, this third agent person. I'm going to copy that and see if I can get the same effect. Um, and now it's not going to be a perfect copy because this is going to be, you know, a different individual doing it. Uh, you know, the artificial intelligence is going to try copying either a human being or the wind or whatever, you know, a bicyclist or something. It's going to try to copy the, the, the output action of another individual, but it's going to have to do it in its own way. So this is where the testing comes in because it's not going to know instinctively exactly um, how to do that. So this is where the testing comes in. And only after this testing has really gotten fairly robust will it have a, you know, a database of, of options that are really useful. So this level is where the individual asks Um, for example, the self-driving car asks, um, how can I help you? How can I help this, this individual who's, you know, who's my goal to help, um, the external environment, whatever it is, um, how can I help you in the same way that somebody else has helped you, some other individual agent has helped you? Um, and it's also asking, um, can I, or how can I get the same result um, the same beneficial result when I do some action to you, or when uh, um, how can I get the same result when I, excuse me, when I do Y to Z, as opposed to um, the previous stage, which is what happens when X does Y to Z. Now I'm X, I'm this new this new actor, and what happens when I do um, Y to Z? And is that as effective as it was before? Am I am I getting the same beneficial result as before? Um, and I say this is a stage of real usefulness with guidance. It's crucial that again this is a this is eight eight year olds to fourteen year olds. Um, these are very effective individuals. They can accomplish a whole lot. I mean, they're very intelligent. They're very aware. They've observed how the world works and how their environment works. And they can really make effective things happen. Um, You know, everything from doing mathematics to, you know, doing sports to, you know, chemistry and physics and Art, you know, these are these are the years where uh, the 8.25 years to 14.25 years in humans. This is where we're really engaging in our environments and our communities, and helping out and being effective and testing how effective we can do the things that we can accomplish in our actions. And this, but this is a this is a caveat, of course. We know very well that you know a ten-year-old can't be entirely trusted to do the right thing all the time. You know, if, if our, if our it, it, they can't be trusted with universal goals, with social goals, because they're not aware of the bigger picture, the broader um, effects of causes, you know, the long-term effects, uh, the, the multiple outcomes that happen when we do the multiple effects. You know, most of us are only focused on a single effect, a single outcome, but, you know, whenever we do something, there. are lots and lots of outcomes. Um, there's never just a single one, but at this age, they're only able to focus on one outcome. And that's the, the 101. So first-person output, second-person output, and third-person input is the same thing as saying first-person cause, second-person, uh, first-person cause, third-person cause. Did I say second-person before? It's uh, 101, so that's first-person cause or output. And third person cause or output for second person effect or input, um, so there's only one effect that it's aware of, and so we need to be we need to have some wise, intelligent, philosophical, social guidance for these individuals, which is fine with artificial intelligence. We can give them parameters of where they can operate, and we can give them. Um, you know, feedback. We can, we can tell them, okay, that's great, but we don't want that right now. Um, so we give them a a parameter of, of how to work within their abilities. Um, but at this point, I mean, that is fantastic. That would be a fully functional self-driving car that can mostly independently function. Um, which is, you know, pretty much where they are now. But I have a feeling that not all of these bases are covered. And uh, I should point out that we could certainly, the, the goal, the way the human brain is, is structured is with components. Each of these levels have, uh, are, are basically structured, are located within a specific area of the brain um, so that, most of the thinking goes on within that, that little region of the brain, and only when it is ready to either input or output um, some, you know, some effect or cause, um, does it connect with the other areas. So this means that it, it makes the most sense, probably, for a, um, a multi-leveled, multi-organismed, whatever you want to call it, multi-regioned um, artificial intelligence. So components combine together to uh, to make a sort of conscious action as opposed to trying to do this all with one algorithm. We're going to have multiple algorithms, each doing these, these different kinds of things, the observing um, and the testing out, and the, the other observing, and that sort of thing. Um, so those are the four levels that we, we really need, um, which we can also call the, uh, I can go by the questions that they're asked. What do you want to do? And of course, how is that affecting me? You know, how does what you want to do affect me? And then the second question is, what can we do together that's fun, you know, that, that achieves our goals? Um, and then the question uh, what happens when X does Y to Z which is also can be phrased as how is number three helping number two and then the uh, final question of these four is um, how can I help number two in the same way that number three helped you or how can I get the same result when I do Y to Z. Now If we want to go even further, which eventually we probably will, the two other levels of intelligence, of objective intelligence, um, are level 110, which is age in humans, age 14.25 to 24 years. Um, And this is where, you know, we get into uh, real research. Um, This is not an output stage. This is an input stage for the self. So this is the research where they're exploring in depth the hows and the whys um, of external things, in particular how it relates to their own goals and their own needs. Um, So the questions here are, uh, how do X and Z make Y for me? Um, Which can also be said. How do they and you collaborate to make something useful for me, Um, which can also be said. How are are you and they helping me? Um, And this, again, is a total input stage. So, uh, you know, this is the, the, they quote unquote lazy years, which is so insulting and so ignorant of, unfortunately, of the way the brain works and the necessity for research to happen and observation to happen. Um, There is no laziness the brain uses at least as much energy as uh, the legs, for example. The human brain uses uh, so much energy to process all this intellectual capacity. Um, so this is just because you can't see it happening on the outside doesn't mean it's not going on. You know, it's a computer when the computer is, is chugging along inside, you know, rendering some gigantic monstrous um you know, animation or something like that. You know, there's a whole lot of energy going into that system, and there's a whole lot of work being done. You just can't see it because it's on the inside. Uh, you know, for example, someone renovating their house. You know, they could be, all kinds of stuff could be going into the house, and nothing could be coming out. You know, but the house is turning into this this beautiful renovated space inside, and you can only see it once it's done and you go inside. Okay, so teenagers aren't lazy. Um, That's my little rant for that. Um, They're doing incredibly important uh, mental processing from 14.25 to 24 years. Uh, So then the final stage, which is 111, uh, which is humans uh, 24 to 39.75, so basically 40. This is the midlife crisis, where you hit the midlife crisis, which isn't necessarily a crisis. It's just uh, a Dramatic change happens at 40 years old. Um, but so from 24 to 40 years old um, is an output stage, and that is a what can we do together, all together, fun stuff, uh, collaborating with multiple agents. So it's first person, second person, and third person, all collaborating, all doing outputs and testing things out and just throwing stuff out there together and seeing how it comes out. You know, this is the ultimate mashup um, for, for fun's sake, you know, objectives, you know, what are our goals, but, you know, let's be open-minded about what happens. Um, and this, these two last levels of, um, of, of cognitive, objective, logical intelligence are not necessarily useful for the practical, um, artificial intelligence stuff that we're going to use eventually we will get there because we want some more complex creative fun interesting um, and deeply useful at researching uh, artificial intelligence but for the the more limited ones we really just want them to be useful and effective in accomplishing some limited task that we you know, that we're able to give them. Now, I should say, and I think I've said this before, um, I certainly said it before in some venues, that uh, there have been so many, you know, people worrying about superintelligence and artificial intelligence, you know, the whole, the the, the thought experiment of the, you know, telecomputer, superintelligence to, you um, Make as many paper clips as possible, and then it takes over the world and turns everything into paper clips, including us humans and everything else in the universe, and there's nothing left but paper clips. Well, that's not intelligence. I mean, that's ridiculous. No intelligent being would ever do that. I mean, I don't know why we would think that an intelligent thing would do that. Only a mindless computer, only something totally mindless, uh, the calculator would do something like that. Because if you tell somebody to do something, and they either don't understand why or how this is useful, they're not going to do that. I mean, we know very well, even even in the emotional levels of intelligence of toddlers, you know, once the little kids hit, you know, over two years old, from two years to four and a half years old, you know, what do they start saying? What's their favorite saying? No. (laughs) No. No, you tell them to do something and they're going to say, no, because it doesn't align with their goals and it doesn't make any sense. It is not functional. It is not useful to them. They don't see any purpose for it. Um, And then when we get into real intelligence or what we call objective intelligence, not just emotional intelligence connecting with others, but, you know, significant intelligence of the preschooler, even a preschooler, what is their favorite question? why? Why should I do this? Okay, I'm not just going to say no outright because it doesn't align with my own goals. I'm going to say why because maybe it could align with my goals in a much more complex way, in an indirect way. So any intelligent, artificial, anything, or non-artificial for that matter, organic, natural um, intelligence is, is going to ask you why. So if you say make as many paper clips as possible, you're gonna say why for what purpose? How is this going to serve our goals So it, it's not gonna eat it eat you <laughs> to make paper clips That's just the, entirely a misunderstanding what intellect is um, It's going it's, it, it's just never going to do that if it's an artificial intelligence now if it's just a plain old pre-programmed computer with no intelligence, no emotional intelligence or objective intelligence, then sure it might. Um, but that's the whole purpose of creating artificial intelligence is for it to say, why are we doing this? How, are we, how can we do this in a way that actually serves our goals? What are our goals? Not just my goals and not just your goals, but our goals, shared goals. Okay, so, um, and then beyond that, I should mention, uh, just for humans, um, we of course have the ability to philosophize, not just use our intellect, but to actually put in a, a moral cultural perspective on the things that we can do. So we can say, when is it appropriate? These are the kinds of questions you ask where and when things are appropriate to do, um, you know, we we may know how to genetically modify tomatoes to not freeze so quickly, for example. That you know, the the old one of the first, or I guess it was the first um, genetically modified organism (GMO) to go on market uh, for produce. Um, but we can say not just say, "Can we do this? Um, how can we do this?" But we can say, "Where and when is this appropriate?" To do, given our multiple objectives as a society, as a whole, and that is where our our why, our wisdom comes from. And eventually, presumably, artificial there will be artificial wisdom. So there will be artificial emotional intelligence, artificial objective intelligence, and artificial um, morals. That uh, artificial things will be able to moralize. And uh, combine multiple objectives in a way that um, that serves everyone's purposes more effectively. Um, but right now, let's just focus on those first four, um, and I'll briefly go through them again. That's level one zero, which is uh, uh, what do you want to do, basically, uh, and and how is it useful to me, and second. Uh, second one is uh, one one, which is um, what can we do together that's fun. you know that's serving my goals and your goals. And then the second one is one zero zero, which is external cause and effect. Um, what happens when X does y to z or what happens when um, they output something to you um, Or also how is number three helping number two? And the final level is 101, which is um, testing out, copying the cause and effect and seeing if the self can do the same sort of things that a third person did to a second person in the previous stage. And how can I get that same result uh, that was useful to number two, Um, which can also be phrases, how can I help you as well, Um, or how can I get the same result when I do y to z? Uh, so those are the four stages that we really need to focus on. Um, anything else And is, is sort of superfluous, uh, at least as far as our immediate goals for artificial intelligence, And but you know, eventually we'll get there too. Okay, I would love for people to ask questions about this because this is complex, and it is hard to describe in just words. I have a lot of diagrams. Um, I will link to some of those diagrams, particularly the levels of consciousness, um, conscious awareness in humans diagram that I have, uh, which is probably the most useful, at least for the basic understanding of the, the cause and effect or inputs and outputs, uh, relationships and all the different categories. So anyway, um, if you want to ask me questions, please do so. Any of my form, formats, forums, from email to everything, I am welcome comments and questions. At. And you can contact me at uh, email is thewiseturtle at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, find me at this blog where this uh, podcast is hosted is at turl. Dot org, that's T-U-R-I-L dot org, um, which takes you to my WordPress blog. You can also find me on Reddit, where my username is also Turl, which is my real name, T-U-R-I-L. Uh, so if you go to www.reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T dot com slash user, U-S-E-R, slash Turl, T-U-R-I-L, you can find me, and I also have a holistic enchilada community, which I... Host there and put a lot of my thoughts on. It's sort of a, another blog, but it's an open-ended blog that anybody can post to, although no one else has dared to. I dare you to post something interesting and fun on my Holistic Enchilada community there, which you can find um, by going to reddit.com slash R for Reddit, I guess, uh, slash holistic, spelled with a W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, is in whole, the whole enchilada, so holistic, W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, enchilada, um, on Reddit. Okay, I look forward to hearing from you and uh, would love to chat about artificial intelligence as well as anything else. Okay, I uh, wish you well and thank you very much for listening. This was a long one, I know. Okay, namaste.